how this hair salon is being fashion forward and sustainable at the same time with a simple waste system. Award-winning hairdresser and salon owner Maria Falder from Sweet Three Hair describes the waste system which only took a couple of hours to set up and benefits in more ways than one. Welcome to episode three of the Green Profits podcast. My name is Megan Carpenter and you can find lots more at megyn.com.au. Welcome, Maria Folder. Morning, Megan. Lovely. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. You're very welcome. And I'm so excited about uh, your uh, story and, and the way that you've totally transformed your hairdressing salon to be sustainable. You've been a hairdresser for many years. What made you decide to have your own salon? And, and is this the first salon that you've owned? Well, I've, yes, I've been in the hairdressing industry for over 30 years now. And... I launched my first salon in 1996. Um, I, my father's an artist, okay. and as a kid I used to hang out at the art college in school holidays, and so I've always loved colour and shape and balance, and I've always been creative, so um, yeah, it seemed to be a natural extension of who uh, I was as a teenager, really. I got interested in fashion and hairdressing, and did some way out styles when I was training and yeah, yeah, so um, it was natural that I would, uh, I built up a great clientele and I went to work in London and, and then came to Australia in 2000 on holiday, fell in love with Australia and that holiday changed my life, so we eventually emigrated here as a family in 2004 and in 2008 I launched Sweet Three Hair in Budrum. Fantastic. And you've also uh, won some awards along the way. Tell me about those. All right. So the last 10 years has been a, a very fabulous journey here at Sweet 3. Um, I've had the privilege and honour to work on over 50 Australian fashion shows. I've worked on Mercedes-Benz and Rosemount Australian Fashion Week. I did a show in the Opera House for GHD, wow. which was really, really a very proud moment. Amazing. Yeah, I've also um, just come back from New York Fashion Week. That was an, an amazing experience and opportunity. I went with Evo, the Australian hair company, uh -huh. product company, fell in love with them there. In 2016, I was privileged to um, own the title of the Sunshine Coast Small Businesswoman of the Year. Yes, yeah, that's, it was very. I was um, that's, very, very proud yeah, at that moment. Very amazing, uh, such an achievement. Yeah. And and over the years, you've you've had such um, amazing experiences. And your salon now has introduced a sustainability system. So um, our listeners may not be in hairdressing, but they could certainly learn from what you're doing. Yeah. So, what do you do in your salon now in Suite Three Hair to be sustainable? Okay, well. During part of the submission process um, for my award in 2016, there was a question in there that asked me about how did I see my industry changing mm -hmm. and what plans did I have to make sure that I could keep ahead of the pack. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> I thought long and hard about it and the obvious answer was sustainability because nice. um, Prior to recent times, Australian hairdressing salons have sent over 1.5 million kilos of recyclables to landfill. Oh, gosh. And thankfully, a man called Paul Frasca has um, created a fabulous company called Sustainable Salons Australia. Mm -hmm. And he's managed to persuade 
hundreds of Australian hair salons to jump on board and he's provided us with a series of systems and policies that are simple and easy to follow, um, including, uh, we, we started out with um, a two-day training course where Paul came to the salon and he introduced um, separate bins for all of our waste, um, a hair bin, a metal bin, mm -hmm. a paper bin, there's actually um, a used chemical bin Right, so you've actually introduced a lot of behaviours in your salon, so your staff would do all the sorting before it even gets to uh, be picked up. That's right, correct. So every, every day we're making green decisions. Mm -hmm. We separate our metal tubes when they're empty from their plastic tops for all of our tint tubes. Um, all the metal tubes go into the metal bin. Mm -hmm. All the plastic, so for example when we finish a bottle of shampoo or a can of, or a hairspray with a plastic top, all the plastic is taken and it's melted down, repurposed into uh, plastic that's then resold back to the government. Right. So that's, that plastic's used for things like um, park benches <laughs> and for the tubing that the MBN cable goes through and <laughs> really yeah, yeah. It's, it's absolutely amazing so when we've finished our application um, of colors each day we um, collect any unused product mm -hmm. and it's stored in a in a chemical container and then that again is uh, removed <clears throat> once a fortnight and yeah. what happens to that basically it's deconstructed back down into water and then the water is um, given to the Department of Transport so that, really? yeah, so that it can basically be sprinkled on the roads when the guys are doing highway maintenance. So, um, so that again has, has another purpose too. That's amazing. Oh, that's incredible. So I imagine that's a, quite a process to train your staff. Absolutely. Yes, yeah, yeah. so to do all the right things. It, it, it probably took us about a week to two weeks to make these decisions without mm -hmm. thinking about them. Right. Um, the, the hair part was easy. Um, so basically when the hair's collected into a hair bin, that hair's taken away and it's uh, made into what we call hair booms. Okay. So um, when, whenever there's an oil spill in the ocean, these hair booms are stored along the seaboard so that they can be thrown in and mop up any oil spills. Really? Oh my goodness. It's fa fabulous. So then the hair booms are removed from the ocean and then they can go to landfill because they'll break down straight away yes. pretty much yeah wow so um yeah and we also whenever clients are having a big restyle if the hair if the if the length is going to be longer than 20 centimeters that we can mm -hmm. that we remove we save the ponytails and they go off for weeks for kids with cancer or oh. you know it's it's amazing and clients love it clients yes. absolutely love that well why you know, not yeah exactly oh, brilliant and it takes 20 ponytails to make make a wig is that right? Yeah, yeah. So, so basically, the, the girls that here are trained to instantly make a decision with whatever it is that they're going to mm -hmm. effectively throw away, mm. but it's not throwing away. We're repurposing every, nearly everything in the salon. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Right. So we're down to 5% waste. Here. 5% 5% waste, yeah. yeah. And that would be, say, if somebody's eaten a sandwich yeah. and, and, you know, there's the, the greaseproof paper you just go that has to go in the bin. Yes, yeah. So Maria, 
What interests me is uh, training your staff into this system and you know, when you say it only takes two weeks, that's really fascinating because I guess they firstly have to have the right attitude. They need to be on board. They need to embrace you know, what they're doing. Um, but, but really, two weeks is not a long time to, to train in this system. Not at all. In fact, our original training session was probably about two hours. Really? And that included the installation of, um, when I say installation, basically, six bins were brought into the salon and placed in specific places. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got a paper bin and a metal bin in the collar room. So as soon as <clears throat> a, a, a box is opened with a tube of tint inside, the box goes in paper, and when the tube's finished, it goes in metal. It's that easy. Yeah. So I guess really we just had to think carefully about where we were going to place things in mm-hmm. terms of where are we going to be the minute we've finished using something. Right. Um, so, um, yeah, we had a two-hour training session where the girls were trained in how to remove a collar in a different way. So when normally your hair's rinsed after you've had a collar, usually in any other salon, except sweet sweet hair, um, <laughs> the, the collar would just be rinsed and instantly all of that excess um, product would just go straight down the waterways, down, right. down the sink into the waterways. <laughs> but what we have been trained to do is to squeeze out that product into a bowl and then put that in the chemical bin. Uh, yes. So that, of course, there is still some product going down the sink, but it's very minimal. Very minimal. So in, in the same session, um, we were shown a giant hair boom, which looks just like a nylon stocking, about two metres long, that's, that's just stuffed with hair. So mm-hmm. that's where we met our first hair boom. <laughs> and basically, the, it was, it's quite concise, and, and it's very precise, the way that we, uh, we do things. I think it's great because... It probably took us a week to two weeks to stop going automatically to the mm-hmm. bin. Yes. Uh, with everything. And we all had to correct each other. Hang on, hang on. What's in the bin? And I had to actually physically look through the bin right. to see what had gone in there because we'd all made the odd mistake for a week or two. Uh, and then we all started to instantly reach for the correct bin uh, until it actually, to be honest, in those early days... And still now, going home has been the biggest problem. Really? Because I've got two bins at home. Yeah. I've got the bin and the recycle bin. Yeah. And all the time I'm thinking, that shouldn't be going in the recycle bin or that shouldn't be going in the bin. Where's the plastic bin? Where's the metal bin? Yeah, you need the whole system at home too. (laughs) Pretty much. There's There's room for improvement there for sure. Yeah, yeah. And when we Maybe hit, that's an opportunity for council. <laughs> well, wouldn't that be fantastic? Wouldn't that be absolutely fantastic? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so with this whole range of systems, uh, and even our clients, some of our clients have even brought products back and said, put this in your plastic bin. Brilliant. Um, so you're training your clients as well. Absolutely, definitely. I can imagine the amount that you're saving. It's, uh, so this is not only um, a sustainability decision it's a business decision as well absolutely and it's not new it's just going back to the old-fashioned way there's nothing new about what we're doing really it's just being being mindful of of the environment really yeah yeah and so the way that we can facilitate this service is uh each client when they pay their salon bill there's a two dollar green fee Mm -hmm. that goes on top of the hair bill nobody minds nobody questions that and in fact people are happy to pay that knowing that we're leaving a very small footprint 
exactly be- behind. Yeah. And it wasn't even really a business type decision. It just felt like an ethical decision right. that, yeah. you know, as a salon and a brand suite three, I'm very aligned with um, treading lightly on the earth. Lovely. Yeah. yeah. Very good. So tell me about the type of clientele you have. Um, Some of your customers might be more focused on price, some more focused on quality, but some may specifically seek you out because you're a sustainable salon. Um, what What would you say customers have come to you and stayed with you specifically because they know that you're a sustainable hair salon? That's a very good question. Um... I believe our client base is very eclectic, mm-hmm. very, very eclectic. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always had a philosophy not to try and um, cater for one specific niche mm-hmm. market or one particular type of client. Uh, I believe we all offer a very varied service. Yes. We're very well known for our colour excellence here. Mm-hmm. Um, but also we're very known for being... Um, you know, caring about the environment and being very focused on the environment, but also we're very well known for being very, very fashion forward. Yes. At the same time, which is what I'm all about, really. Right. Um, my clients could be anybody ranging from somebody who looks like this lady, Iris Apfel, mm-hmm. 96-year-old crazy <laughs> looking out there model, to a 16-year-old who's just, you know stepping out in the world yeah so I've got a very varied client base we offer all kinds of different product ranges to suit different types or tribes of (laughs) clients Um, we we use lots of um, we use some organic products to suit that client we also use um, a range called number four which Mm -hmm. is a very holistic range it's French and it's beautiful and it's um, Full of essential oils and it's as near to natural as can be, but it's a really high performer. Right. We, so you've got that balance between um, being organic and a high performance product and being fashion forward, as you say. Yeah. Absolutely, definitely. I mean, I use L'Oreal colours. Mm-hmm. I've tried organic colouring in the past and nothing has floated my boat enough to take on. Um, but L'Oreal professional colours, I believe, are the best in the world. And so I don't sacrifice on quality there. Yes. Um, I love Evo hair products. They're Australian, so that's a big tick for me because mm. everybody likes to support an Aussie product. Exactly. And um, so I kind of carefully think about what I'm buying for, yes. for, for my client base. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm told it works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you've done very well, yeah. and and you know it's it's fantastic what you're doing. Um, and and people support it. People love it. And as you say, uh, very happy to pay that small two dollar green absolutely service fee. Yeah. Another um, way to describe a large uh, portion of my client base, I would really say, uh, they they believe in the locavore culture. Yes shopping local, supporting one another and I suppose with the Sunshine Coast being made up purely well not purely, mainly uh, of small business Mm -hmm. we do live in an area where people do support one another Yes, as opposed to shopping in larger stores or Yes, yeah, and it's important to to support your local businesses isn't it? Absolutely uh, Small businesses in the backbone of Australia and um, We've got such a, a great supportive environment here to, to support local businesses. It's, 
um, it's great that you're able to benefit from that. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I believe as well, you know, to be sustainable, it, it isn't just about being careful environmentally, yes. you know? It's about being careful socially and, exactly. you know, um, giving back, giving back to your yeah. local community in any yes. way that you can. We yeah. support um, lots of local charities and we sponsor... Brilliant. Netball clubs and giveaway to uh, Team Adam. One of our girls um, mm -hmm. is is part of the Crosby family, and yeah. um, so I help in any way that, that I can. We often um, send off our unused products down to the Ronald McDonald House, lovely in Brisbane, mm. through Team Adam, mm -hmm. and um, yeah. So we Brilliant. we we do a lot behind the scenes. Behind looking fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> as well as looking fabulous. As well as looking fabulous. <laughs> Brilliant. So, um, so would you say this is a big, coming back to the cost savings, and would you say that you've increased your revenue as well as made cost savings? Uh, I think, yes, yes, I, yes, I think so. There's, there are other ways that I've been kind of careful uh, environmentally and it's had a positive financial kickback. We use mm -hmm. um, easy dry single use towels. Okay. So there's no laundry, there's no electricity bills for, mm. for that. And it's hygienic and clean and basically each client just, uh, there's one dollar factored into a hair appointment for that. Yes. Um, Okay. Also, other ways, you know, I'm very careful when it comes to making orders. Everything comes from Melbourne or Sydney, and there's mm -hmm. freight handling fees for each order. So, you know, each month we make sure that we just order once. Yes. So that, again, has an impact on, you know, energy saving and fuel, etc. Right. Yeah. yeah, so you really, being efficient in your ordering process yeah. and, and the systems that you use... Yeah. helps as well definitely yeah fantastic so Maria what advice would you give other business owners to be more sustainable well I guess really thinking about three things um, environmentally socially and economically yes. they're the three things that I would identify and within those three topics thinking about the, um, the way you're using things, how you're parting with things that have come through your business. Can you pass them on? Mm -hmm. Can you purchase um, some of your needs through charity shops, say yes. crockery for the staff or yeah. cups and saucers, all that sort of stuff. Um, socially, community engagement, offering, mm -hmm. if you can, financial support or contribute in any which way that you can. Sharing business professional development with, with others is a great yes. way to help everybody grow, and that's a sustainable uh, point of view too. And mm -hmm. economically, um, if you are able to, if you're renting a business premises, maybe can you look at a way, can you, can you buy it? You mm -hmm. know, that's what I did here. Yes. And that was a, a big step for me, so I'm paying off my own loan rather than paying rent to, yes. to a landlord. Yes. Um, also economically, uh, structuring really great deals with your suppliers the best you can. Mm -hmm. um, Got to do a bit of hustling there, which yeah. I've, I've become very good at. <laughs> um, and also, um, can you maybe strike up a deal with a magazine and write about what you're doing and tell mm -hmm. people about what you're doing to be more sustainable? That again will 
Mm. Only benefit your business. Well, because spreading the word is so important, isn't it? Yes, yeah, Yeah. absolutely, that's right. Yeah. A really proud achievement last year was going to New York Fashion Week and to do some work there. Was it was just the most amazing experience and when I was there, I was working for Evo, the Aussie hair company, and I love them mm-hmm. because they're all silicone-free, paraben-free, and sulfate-free, um, and they're just Brilliant. real cool, quirky products, you know? They've <laughs> got really funny um, slogans written on all the products, and I had the pleasure to meet the, the girl who actually writes these slogans, and she just talks like that, too. She's, <laughs> she's hilarious. So anyway, one day, <clears throat> we were doing a shoot mm-hmm. on the top of a, a building in Manhattan, it was all very fabulous. We had models everywhere and it was colourful and just amazing. And we'd been there all day and these guys had put on the most lavish of, mm. of buffets for us all. It was just incredible, you know, wraps and chicken Caesar and all kinds of beautiful salads. And at the end of the day, we were all leaving at five o'clock and mm-hmm. half of the food was still on the table. Right. Yeah. And so I said to one of the guys, what's going to happen with all this food here? And they said, oh, I'll just go in the bin. I said, you are kidding me, there's mm. no way. So I said to some of the guys from Evo, how about we just take it all downstairs? I've seen people sitting on park benches. Yeah. Can we just take, yep, yeah, go for your life, they said, just take oh. it all down. So the whole lot of us, there were six or seven of us, <laughs> were walking down 23rd Street in New York carrying these sandwiches and we just sat them on a, on a park bench and, you know... And it was just yeah, yeah. So you're just, feeding the homeless in New York without exactly without even thinking about it. And then, so when when I came back from New York and I'd had a fabulous time doing all these runways, the girls in the salon wanted to know all about what I, what I'd been mm-hmm. doing. So we decided to have a fashion show here. In fact, it was Tamara from Sustainable Salons Australia that encouraged me to do this. Oh, She said, why don't brilliant. you get yep, 20 or 30 of your clients together, do some models, show some New York hair. But she said, um, why don't you show off a sustainable fashion? Mm-hmm. So what we did, we got a, a, one of our clients actually, Claudine DeVette, her name is, she's 15. She's a student at Matthew Flinders and she's so interested in fashion, it's just not funny. Yeah. <laughs> so I asked her, I showed her my style and mm-hmm. our lookbook and our mood boards and I said, why don't you make an outfit and we'll, and we'll show it off. So yeah. she did that. Brilliant. She made this gorgeous little outfit out of all recycled and reclaimed um, materials and she'd gone up shopping and gone to Spotlight and pulled this fabulous look together. And when I saw how interesting this event was looking, we called it um, New York Fashion Week to Budrin. <laughs> we invited Channel 7, they came and filmed the whole night. And yeah. we had a heavy focus on sustainability that night where yes. Tamara discussed how we use separate bins to collect mm-hmm. our waste and how we don't use the council bins at all and how literally things just pass through our salon and they head off onto their next journey to a new life. That's brilliant. But hang on a minute. You just said you don't use the council bins at all, is that...? No. Really? Well, we've probably got a small bag once... A, a week, maybe it's like oh, maybe just goodness. maybe the end of an apple, or I don't know, <laughs> you know, we, yeah, yeah, is so, that right? That's yeah. incredible, you know. Um, yes, yeah, so we, we don't need them. We've got our own special purple bin in the basement, and once a fortnight, uh, Willie from Sustainable Salons comes to collect <laughs> it. He's employed by in, the Endeavour Foundation, 
Oh wow! To collect our waste. So he's got a disability himself. He, he has absolutely. Yeah. 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 And he's become part of our family here. Oh. And um, so once a fortnight he comes and he interrupts everybody's clients and he's <laughs> ridiculously funny and very inappropriate and gorgeous. <laughs> And he goes down to, to collect all the waste. So, yeah. Oh, good yeah, on so you. This, so, this uh, night we put on was fantastic. And really, all of our clients were delighted to hear what we do behind the scenes. And as well as looking at crazy cool looks from New York. Yes. So, it, really, that whole event encapsulates what we're about here. Absolutely. Fabulous on the outside, but a think tank environmentally, economically, and socially at the back. Wow. Congratulations. That's just an incredible achievement. And, you know, the more awareness that we can bring to this, the better. And it doesn't have to be non-fashion. It can be no. totally fashionable you don't and have totally to look, sustainable. You don't have to look a certain way and live on the top of a, a hill, hill in the wilderness. Exactly. <laughs> no makeup. <laughs> With no makeup. You can look like we do and give a crop. Yes. That's brilliant. And, and Maria, I'm just admiring your outfit today. I'll, I'll put a photo up in, in the show notes, but um, I understand this, this outfit is from a, a charity. Absolutely. Shop. I love so. shopping. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Team Adam, a local charity, were having their annual fundraiser last year in July. Uh, Christmas in July they did, actually, in Bodrum. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> I had sponsored their pinwheel. Mm -hmm. One of these, you know, and anyway, raffle thing. Yeah, yeah, one of those. Mm -hmm. And I'd given them a, a good donation. So when I was doing my, my numbers, I'd promised them a certain amount. And then I thought, oh, well, instead of me buying a fabulous outfit for $200, I'll just buy something fabulous from the op shop. And then I could give them the more of a donation. So yeah. it made perfect sense. Oh, lovely. So, yes, yeah, <laughs> so I've got a fabulous Egyptian-looking black, black and gold, gold thing <laughs> on. And, yeah, it was for $4. Yeah, <laughs> love it. Yeah, and uh, that's the thing. It's it's thinking about what you can do um, and seeking out these opportunities. Uh, Absolutely. To you know, follow your heart. Yeah. Absolutely. If we all just gave a little bit more and bought a little bit less and yeah. used things for a little bit longer. Yeah. Yeah. It's brilliant. We're doing the right thing. That's amazing. So, Maria. Uh, if people wanted to find out more about you and, and what you've done at your salon, where can they go? Well, you could visit the Sweet 3 Hair website, www.sweet3.com.au. And that's three spelled out? Yes, it is. <laughs> Absolutely. The word, not the, the number. Word, not the number. That's exactly right. Yes. Um, there's also a few articles I've had uh, published in Matters magazine, Vicky uh -huh. Magic's amazing magazine. Brilliant. And Salt magazine too. And we're located in Bodrum on the Sunshine Coast, Brilliant. right in the heart of Bud Vegas. Bud Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you, Maria. Thanks for sharing and for sharing all the wonderful things that you do. Uh, keep up the great work and uh, all the best with being sustainable. Thank you very much. We're very proud to be part of the Happily Ever After. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Thanks, Maria. Thank you.